hear me? Why can't I hear you? Poop. Does that work? Can I hear you now? Can you hear me? Why can't I hear you? Why is this? But I can't hear you. I can't hear you through the through the cord. This is weird. User error. User error. Oh, because someone didn't switch it from phono to line. Can let's see. Can I hear you now? Talk. No, dang it, dang it. This should be working. This is plugged in, and this is plugged in. I'm having user error. I usually can, um, this usually works. Um, hello? No, see, it's not going through the cord. What is happening? Um, I do, I do. It's into my, well, it's into my little phone jack, and it should be working here through one, and I'm having... Hey, Mutiny Radio listeners that I'm talking to as well. I'm sorry that I'm having technical difficulties. This usually works when I put it through the... Maybe that's better. Can I? Can you talk again? Maybe. There it is. Now it works. Might ha, ha, ha. Now I can hear you. Yay. All right. Okay. So we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, you're on the radio. Right. How are you doing? Holy shit. <laughs> Meg, I'm going to press forward without you. I need you to watch mom. What, what about okay, now? It's a long story. I'll tell you when I get back. Okay. Okay. Man, Midwest mumble drums. Now, I'm going to start at my car, and you're going to get transferred to my car speaker. There will be a small delay. Okay. Everybody, we are talking on the phone with old dumb face himself, wondering if Latoya, the sheriff of Trump, right. is going to be coming in. All right. So now, now we're all here and we're all there. We're all talking. We're all talking. That's true. That's working. All right. So uh, what's going Holy on? Holy shit, Sam. Yeah? Holy shit. What happened? So, this was the first week back at school, right? Right. For your daughter. Well. For both daughters. Yeah. Last year, my daughter, my older daughter, my 15 one is virtual learning. Oh. Virtual learning, and it was terrible. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> barely able to get out of bed, barely able to brush your teeth. Well, here's the deal. On 2019 to 2020, New Year's Eve, my daughter was raped by her then-boyfriend. Whoa. Wow. She then has class with that boy. Didn't oh. want to say anything about it because they were technically boyfriend and girlfriend. Held on to her shame and thought that by taking virtual, it would help. But then she was out of school, but still had all the feelings and trauma. Right. And then there was. Eventually. At least she didn't she have to confront able, it. What? At least she she didn't have to confront him physically. I mean that would be difficult too. I would think, but maybe not confronting at all is even yeah. worse. But that was only temporary until this school year starts. Oh. So here's what I've been dealing with. Last Saturday, the therapist who's all been seeing the family had a meeting because Megan was super anxious about school. She talked more about the incident and what happened. 
the therapist thought that that gave her enough information to where she had to be a mandatory reporter and call it in. Whoa. She calls it in. Family Services contacts us on Monday. Monday, my daughter has three classes with the boy. Ooh. Turns out, Megan is this boy's second victim. <gasps> there was a first victim who already went through this process last year. Wow. Her process had her breakdown in school, teleschool counselors, counselor reported it. Cops came. She had to go to a child center to give a statement. They go, hey, there's no DNA evidence or anything. It'd be more harm for you to put you on the stand. We're not going to pursue charges. Whoa. And the school goes, hey, he wasn't found guilty of anything, so we can't change any of his schedule. We can only change your schedule. Wow. That sucks. So this is what we this is what we know going in. So I try to get proactive. Tuesday, I call the kid's father. Wow. And I go, hey man, look, your son sexually assaulted my daughter and there's not gonna be any physical evidence, so they're not gonna be able to pursue this in court. You know this because this is your second time around this merry-go-round. So what I'm asking you is a favor to call in and authorize your son's classes to be changed. You don't have to admit guilt. You don't have to take fault. My daughter didn't have enough self-esteem to be able to brush her teeth. And now to hear her say that she likes her classes, she likes her teachers, I would like to encourage that and foster that delicate growth and keep her in those classes. All you got to do is just call and say, I want those classes changed, and they'll be changed. And he was like, well, this is a lot to digest and a lot to, you know, do I got to talk with my wife? He's like, oh, and then I'll call you back. And I was like, check it out, bro. Don't even need to call me back. If you want to do this, I'll send you over the counselor we've been dealing with directly. And you can send uh, all that information over to him. And he was like, okay. I was like, hey, I, I appreciate you talking to me in this difficult time. I know this isn't easy for anybody. Right. That's so, very, that's very uh, empathetic of you and, and nice. And to reach out and say, hey, man, just be cool guy. And let's not have my daughter suffer any further. Have, a, have some empathy. Yeah. Right. This piece of shit doesn't do anything. Oh. Now. So basically, he's condoning his. Somebody. Yeah. He's condoning if, his if son's somebody behavior. Accusing your son of raping them. I, I, you know, in all honesty, I could see where you'd be like, well, maybe there was a misunderstanding, or they're not reading this. When we're up to two people now. Yeah. Like. You got to be thinking, dude, my kid's a piece of fuck. Yeah. So. Michael Phelps. <laughs> not Michael Phelps. Yeah, Who was the, so, not, not Michael Phelps, the other swimmer. Michael Phelps was a good guy. Oh. I don't, Brock Turner. I don't sorry. Even remember. Yeah. So then, 
I'm like, hey, we tried. I, like, she was there when I called him, so if nothing else, at least she knows I got her back hardcore. So she's like, I can't. I thought his dad would be more upstanding than that because he has little girls, too. Oh. On top of this boy. And so she was upset, and she's like, I really want to tell him to fuck off. And I was like, let's fucking do it. Ooh. So I helped her write a nice, hardcore, vengeful, stick the knife in and twist it, you're a piece of shit father, uh, text message, and we sent that motherfucker out. Nice. So then we have to have a board with the school, or a meeting with the school district. And, dude, it was the biggest crock of fucking bullshit. I've got the main principal zoomed in on a call. I'm with an assistant principal. I'm with my kid's uh, counselor and the overall troubled kid counselor. And we're talking about this. Nobody can do anything about this. And so our options are... Megan can change her classes, which she really didn't want to do. She's like, dude, I've done enough, and I didn't do anything wrong in this situation. Exactly. And I'm like, I, I hear you, but you have to understand, these are faceless bureaucrats that just follow a policy. They're not really human beings with a moral compass. But it's supposed to be, because it's school, and isn't the point of school to, like— foster youth and have them feel safe so they can learn and become better people and if if we just forgive this asshole every single time he's and he's in high school now he's gonna go to college he's gonna go anywhere he's just gonna be like oh yeah this is how it works i just get to rape people and it doesn't matter i mean when does this well they want to raise mindless submissive obedient office working drone that's what they want uh, they had no idea about the iron worker, ex-comedian, ex-marijuana farmer coming into the picture. <laughs> so, uh, so this was your week? I mean, after this whole meeting, my daughter was, oh, this, this was my week leading up to it. My daughter was supposed to go to school the next day, change her classes, and they were going to give her a list of options. They wanted us to pick them. And I'm like, hey, a big part of this is the loss of control. And sure. then pick what works best for her to regain some of that control. And they were like, okay, all right. Goes to school the next day. These dumb motherfuckers ain't got no list. Ain't got no class schedule. It was like this meeting never even fucking happened. They just don't care at all. And I'm like, and at meanwhile, I'm at work, steel, connecting steel, welding, and and I'm coming down off the steel. I'm putting my tools away, and I'm coming home to handle business. So that day, it turned out she had a team sports class. Well, this boy is uh, hes a high school quarterback on the varsity team from the sophomore. So he's like, oh, he's so good. He's so important. 
Well, she's uh, tells this teacher, like, hey, do you know who the varsity football coach is kind of thing? Because she's built a good rapport with this guy. Turns out that dude is the varsity football coach, her teacher. Wow. So she tells him what's going on, and he's like, legally, I can't do nothing. But I'm going to talk to him and maybe, you know, put a foot in his ass. Oh, good. So she feels good about that. Comes back to school the next day. We're losing you. Comes, I got the last thing I heard was comes back to school the next day. Are you going through a tunnel? We've lost Poji. Hello. We've lost him. Well, there you are. Now you're back. So we're um okay. We're back, and you you were. I was yelling. You were yelling. I didn't hear it. You so the part I got to was you said she went to school the next day, and that's where we are. After and the after the whole talking to the coach, coach thing, man says, "Hey, right." He goes, "Hey, legally, I can't do or say anything to him because he hasn't been found guilty." Oh, and that crushes her. So. Being a little creative worker bee, she sets up, like she gets the class and she's in with them and they hand out these things. They're like little cars with a little, a little like, like flashcard kind of thing with a little bee on it. And it's like, hey, today is national quote, just because day. So she writes in, you should go to prison just because you're a rapist and a terrible person. <laughs> And sets it on this kid's desk. Nice. Wow, she's so powerful. So then he takes that. I know, and I'm like, way to go, girl. Fucking stick it to him. Well, I get a phone call at work that she has to come home because she was bullying this kid <gasps> by giving him this piece of paper. What? You know, misogyny still exists. This is so sad to me because the patriarchy is real. And this is like the prime example of the meat. Like, can can they cancel this kid? I mean, I I mean, I know in San Francisco we've got cancel culture and it's terrible, but this kid needs to be fucking canceled. And now they're turning it back on her. This is this is abhorrent. Keep going. Well, (laughs) I get a phone call. Hey, you've got to come pick up your daughter. She's really upset. Uh, She did something, and the dean of the school told her that she would be liable and could be held for slander. (gasps) And, dude, I have never been so motherfucking mad in my life. Yeah. Work wasn't going to let me leave. Not because they wanted to keep me there, because they were worried I was going to come kill somebody. (laughs) So, I come in, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, you know, Mr. Poggi, this is not, uh, this is, uh, there's nothing that's found him guilty. And I'm like, there's nothing that's found him innocent. This is an ongoing investigation. So you can't tell me whether or not this statement is true or false. Therefore, it doesn't fall into the realm of bullying. Right. Like, are rapists terrible people? Yeah. 
Like, should you go to prison if you're a rapist? Yes. Nothing about this is bullying. Right. And the teacher was trying to be patient. And I'm like, hey, you see your poster up there that says this is a safe space? You need to take that shit down because this is not a safe space. Yeah. This is a policy space, and hopefully the policy will keep you safe. And I'm like, you know, you guys, I'm, I'm glad you're all here because you found the perfect calling of following policy. Had you had a moral compass and actually been here to help children, this would be a terrible job for you guys. <laughs> and they were just all kind of like shocked. <laughs> so that was Friday. I took the kid home, and I, they were like, well, it's going to be like an in-school suspension, out-of-school suspension, or a code of conduct meeting. For her? A code of conduct meeting. Yeah, for bullying. Whoa. A code of conduct meeting where we are, that means we found a gun in your backpack. Right. So I'm like, Megan, you didn't do anything wrong. You just happen to be in the only institution that wouldn't want you to confront your abuser. Nowhere else in the fucking world would that be a disciplinary action or an issue. So if they say you're in school suspended, I'm going to tell them to suck my dick and you're going to get out of school suspension and just stay at home and hang out. Yeah. And if we got to do a code of conduct meeting, I'm going to stand up and piss in their face because this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> It is. It's insane that they're that they're turning this around on her. She's already been through, you know, a year of repression and sadness, and you know, it's it it could it could have ruined her. Girls commit suicide over this shit, and for them not to not only not take her side, but then almost bully her into silence is. Because and it's because he's it's because he's a good football player. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as that Brock Turner thing. They let the rapists go because they're really good at sports. Like, what the fuck is that? Well, I will tell you this truthfully and honestly, because like as I was going to war with everyone, she was concerned about reading or having to tell everyone what happened. Mm. I told her to make a victim statement. And that way, maybe you could just answer questions off the statement you gave them, and it wouldn't be as bad. Hmm. I read the victim's statement. I wouldn't let my wife read it or anybody else. It was only me. <clears throat> if I didn't have an eight-year-old to raise, I'd have gone killed this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, we'd be doing jailbird phone calls from Missouri State Penitentiary. Because I would have killed this kid, no fucking problem at all. But I can't do that because I got <clears throat> this little eight-year-old that I have become her entire world. Yeah. So that's Friday, right? Wow. Now, the whole time, my wife has had a bad uh, ear infection, sinus infection, is feeling like crap. Saturday, I wake up to go to work. And she's like, hey, babe, um, I can't smell or taste my coffee. <gasps> wow, no. And I'm like, get fucking real. Sure enough, take her to get a test. My wife has COVID-19. Wow, what a weekend. 
she is she is immune compromised because she has uh, I forget the exact name of it, but she's susceptible to blood clots. So after talking to her doctor, the vaccine wasn't a good option. And it was just like a be careful. So she's got that now. Oh, my God. The next day I wake up, my eight-year-old isn't feeling good. Oh, no. <laughs> Me and the eight-year-old go get tested. Eight-year-old test positive for COVID-19. Oh. What about you? They, I'm negative. When you're vaxxed, right? I'm not vaxxed. I just had it last year. And when I went in with my eight-year-old, they were like, all right, you've got to quarantine her in the house, and she can't be in. I'm like, dude, anytime I'm laying on the couch or sitting in a chair, she's curled up in my lap like a stray kid. <laughs> like, I can't get a one-foot social distance from her. <laughs> so that ain't going to happen. And they were like, and then the doctor's like, what's that? You've got a viral problem and you need a steroid shot to help prevent you from being sick and i was like yeah so they gave me a shot of steroids and i've got oral steroids to take so now here we are trudging through the week luckily you know i i knew some this was going to happen i knew i had the quarantine so I went out and I spent eight hundred dollars on a Nintendo Switch system with a bunch of games. <laughs> and we've been having family game night every night, baking cookies, and having fun. But today we had to go to like the legal side where she had to give her deposition. Oh. Um, and talking to the other girl's family, they got fucked and they had no help, and it was real bullshit. Well, with my daughter, this happened over several different counties. So now two investigations are getting launched in this, two different municipalities. Wow. And so we're listening to all this. One thing that we have advantage of is that the detective that's handling our case knows our family. Okay. He was the lieutenant for their biological father when he was a police officer and lived next door to them. Oh. So the fact that he knew all of our family and that it also happened next door to his house, this dude was fucking pissed. Right on. Finally, so, somebody on your side. Right. Um, so luckily, I know that all that's going to get handled with... Uh, God damn it, this thing. Okay. Missouri I know that's sucks. all going to get handled. Dude, it really does. And... I know this cop's going to handle everything good, so I'm, I'm eased up off of that. But then on the way back, my wife's like, I'm like, how are you doing, honey? And we know we just got done. It was early in the morning. She's like, oh, I'm all right. I'm just having a little bit of trouble, like some minor trouble breathing. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, I'll be home in a second. So she was working from home. I shut that shit down. 
I texted her team that she was going to be unavailable. I had to call her boss and tell him what's going on. Now we're laying in bed, and this goofy-ass doctor of hers that was supposed to call in never called in, and then I, I'm on the phone with you now. Oh, God. So. I heard that if you have it, um, if she wants to sleep, and I, it's hard to sleep, she should sleep on her stomach because it helps the... It, it does something about the pressure of the lungs or something. You're supposed to sleep on your stomach if you have COVID. I don't know. I just heard that from some old people. Well, that's so. That's that's part one. I've actually I got to get off the phone here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go take care uh, of your family. But that's part one. And I'll still be in quarantine next week, so call me next week for part two. Yeah. Well, I wanted to hear about your other daughter too, and how her transition was to school. She's perfect, dude. She's she's my little moonbeam, man. I call <laughs> my little ones my moonbeam, my fifteen year olds my star twinkle, and then Mama is my sunshine. Oh, <laughs> you're I ha- can't have a good goddamn day without all three of them. So, yeah. Okay, well, good and, luck. And it's more hardcore than that. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, the pray, the prelude for next week. Sweet. Uh, I'm a union. I'm a union iron worker, and all these iron workers are mad as fuck that nothing's getting done because they all have daughters. Yeah. Uh, we should believe planning women. Planning a bunch of different ways to stretch that. Yeah. And uh, there's a third victim. Oh my god. So we'll talk about that. <sighs> We'll talk about that part two of next week. All right. Well, old dumb face, uh, take care of your family. Uh, miss you. I hope everything works out okay. And uh, screw Missouri school system. They suck. Yeah. I, I love you guys, too, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. Bye, old dumb face. I miss you. You're the best. Yay. Unbelievable, folks. Un- not, it's absolutely believable what's happening in Missouri. Of course it is. Yes. Um, well, that was fun. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, it's her birthday week. That's why she's not here. I've been um, watching videos for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2021, October 10th through 16th, coming up. Uh, applications are closed, and I'm currently going through all of the tapes and watching them and making choices, all that kind of stuff. All right. I'm going to play, God, I love Gates of Delirium, but I've been playing it too much. I'm going to play Flat Black, I'm going to play Bug House Square, which is actually Flat Black Plastic from last week. Scott too was chilling and, um, and did a great, did a great, did a great job taking over for. All right. Enjoy some Flat Black Plastic and we'll be back next week. With part two of Old Dumb Faces Family Saga. Bughouse Square, Uni Radio, Dot FM. This is Scott filling in for Sean on Saturday noon to two flatback plastic. Never standing by the door, just stretching out on the floor. Follow on me. Right 
Oh, I don't care. 
finished yet, brother. Nice. Got more to say. White collar conservative flashing down the street, pointing their plastic finger at me. They're hoping soon my kind will drop and die, but I'm gonna wave my free flag. Just don't fall on me. Right on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Yeah.
Why is she singing? I didn't buy this album to hear her sing. I want her to bitch and complain and talk about supermodels and act sexually ambiguous and titillate me and make me resent her for not being there as a role model in the lesbian community. You see, I don't feel good about myself and when someone like her changes gears and starts singing, it scares me because I think she's getting soft and turning her back on me, running away into this false security of mainstream America, like maybe she wants some peace and quiet, and that makes me feel unwanted and unloved. Well, frankly, completely rejected, like I want to cry and cut myself with a razor so that when my lover comes home, she'll forget about herself and run into the bedroom and hold me with vanilla candles burning and Tracy Chapman playing. It's not sexual, it's sisterhood. I need protection. I'm just so confused. Why would she sing and not say anything? Why won't she just come out and make a commitment? We need her, and I feel as if she doesn't understand that, so I'll just reject her and, and make her life miserable. I'll throw all her tapes and books away, and, and Roseanne reruns, and I'll hurt her, and then she'll know how it feels.
and she shine with her own kind of light. She look at you once in a day, if it's all wrong, looks all right. And I love her. God knows I love her. Kentucky woman, she get to know you. She got to own you. Kentucky woman. The kind make heads turn at the drop of her name Something inside that she's got turns your own just the same And she loves me God knows she loves me Kentucky woman She gets to know you She got to own you Kentucky woman Lords have been beneath my feet, gentle touch from that one girl, and life is sweet and good. Ain't no doubt I'm talking about Kentucky woman. She gets to know you, she got to own you, Kentucky woman.
Seem right. 
No buttons to push. And right now, I'd like to dedicate this song to everybody here with hearts, any kind of hearts and ears. I said before, it's really groovy. I had to bore you for about six or seven minutes to do a little thing. Yeah. Excuse me for a minute. Just let me play my guitar, all right? Right now, I'm going to do the thing uh, by Bob Dylan. That's his grandma over there. That's a little thing called like a Rolling Stone. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine Through the bumps of diamond in your prime Oh, didn't you? People call, say, but where, dog? You're bound to fall, you thought they all Well, couldn't you? taught you how to live on the streets, but now you <laughs> just gonna have to get used to it. You say you never, you never compromise with a mystery tramp, but now you, you got to realize he's not selling any alibi. As he stands in the vacuum of his eyes. 
Precious gifts and things, but but you better take your diamond ring. I think you better. You better pawn a babe. Yes, I know, Mr. Burns. Don't worry. You used to be so amused at the pulling rags and the sweet talk that he used. Go to him now. He calls you. You can't refuse. You got nothing to lose. Get this one now. You got no secrets. 